Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast. On the road again as uh, we recap uh, what happened Tuesday night at Maryland. Uh, Purdue falls by one point to the Terrapins, 61 to 60. Um, you know, a lot of ways to look at this game. Uh, number one would be that Purdue did have a seven-point lead with 3:45 to go, and probably should have closed out this game. Um, that's a fair assessment of where, of, of what probably should have happened in this game. Purdue had control and let it slip away. And you know, that's again, I think that's a that's a fair way to look at it. Um, and it's a game that you know they probably should have won. Probably should have won. You know, hitting free throws down the stretch to to win by five or six, but they didn't. They didn't do it. Um, and, and why didn't they do it? You know, they gave up too many threes in the second half, and they gave up a couple threes down the stretch there in the last three minutes. And the one area where they were really good all night was keeping Maryland off the offensive rebounds. Maryland only had three offensive rebounds in this game. Uh, and they had they got one late. Uh, Purdue had, you know, the, those that watched the game, you know, know what happened. But, you know, Purdue's up one. You know, I, I, it looked like Purdue had a pretty good defensive possession going on. And Eric Ayala got in the paint. He missed his jumper, but he was able to secure the rebound, and he got fouled, and he hit two free throws, and that wins the game for for Maryland. But it just it's unfortunate for Purdue because it's the area that they were the strongest in all night was keeping them off the offensive rebounds, um, and it didn't happen at the end. The fact those two free throws were the only second-chance points that Maryland had uh, in the game. So it's an unfortunate loss. I don't believe it's a damaging loss um, because it's not like Purdue hasn't been good in late-game situations on the road before. I mean, if this was a pattern, then, you know, that's another thing. But this is not a pattern. This, is ha- this has happened. This just happened once. You know, you go back to Michigan State, where Purdue was able to come from behind and win on the road by executing down the stretch. You go to Ohio State, same thing. They were able to execute on the road, down the stretch, to tie the game, and then to win the game. Jaden Ivey had a couple shots down down the stretch in this game, a three-pointer that, you know, if he knocks down, Purdue wins. He's got a uh, fall-away, fade-away jumper from the baseline. Uh, that if it goes in, Purdue probably wins. And he's the guy that hit the shot at Ohio State. Uh, so, again, it's, I, you know, until more of this season plays out, we won't know exactly if there's any damage from this loss. Uh, but, but as of right now, it's a loss. It's a setback. Um, and, I, you know, I think... The thing that it will probably do will make Purdue a little bit more hungry. Uh, 
as they move through the season. You know, they're going to get Sasha Stefanovic back on Saturday. Uh, don't know how many minutes he's going to be allowed to play or can play, but just his presence will help. Uh, so Purdue will be back whole again. You know, and obviously having Stefanovic in a one-point loss you know, probably makes a difference. Uh, so Purdue ended up one and two without Stefanovic on the floor during the three games. Uh, you know, even if Stefanovic plays against Michigan, I'm not sure Purdue wins that game based on how that played out. But you know, again, you can overreact to a loss, you can overreact to a win, but this is a loss that I don't think deserves to be to have the overreaction to. Yes, the turnovers were disturbing in the first half uh, because I thought Purdue had kind of solved, uh, you know, its turnover problem the way that it happened tonight. Now they've had double-digit turnovers for I don't know how many consecutive games, uh, but they had 11 in the first half and they still led. You know, they still led the game by 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 uh, three. And it probably should have been more if they didn't turn the ball over as much as they did. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, I think this game, the difference in this game to me was the inability to stretch out a five-point lead, a six-point lead, and a seven-point lead, which Purdue had in the second half. And whether it was a turnover, whether it was a bad shot, and as Painter said, bad shots don't show up in the box score as turnovers, but they become turnovers. And the inability to do that really cost Purdue a chance to win this game. And that's probably the next step for this team. We, you know, we've seen them extend leads. We've seen them pounce on teams. Minnesota was, the, you know, an example Saturday night. Uh, Indiana was another example on the road where uh, the Hoosiers got close, but Purdue stepped up and, you know, uh, prevented them from, from coming all the way back. So, you know, we've seen this team do it. Uh, They're capable of doing it. You know, they just didn't do it tonight. And I I don't think this is a game where you get all, at least from a fan base perspective, get all bent out of shape because Purdue lost by one point. Yeah, yeah, there there are things to improve. There are things they have to do better. Uh, You know, Brandon Newman can't disappear like he did tonight, going one for seven and scoring three points, one game after scoring 29 and uh, hitting five three-pointers. Eric Hunter can't have the poor floor game that he had. Uh, so, you know, there there are there are things that need to get fixed, but, it, you know, it goes back to the bigger picture of it all as far as the consistency of this team or the lack thereof where you don't, the only consistent thing that you you know that you're going to get from this team, and there's a few, Travion Williams is probably going to produce a double-double every game. Jaden Ivey is going to take shots, and if he's not taking shots, he's going to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Those two things are probably certain. Uh, the four position, Aaron Wheeler, Wheeler and Mason Gillis, are probably going to give you 10 rebounds between the two and Purdue's going to have some turnover problems That's those are your uh, those are some of your consistency uh, points you know and Isaiah Thompson's going to give you solid minutes 
So there are some consistency things. Consistency things. Say that real fast. On the positive side, but the inconsistencies that you don't know about that go from game to game are guys like Brandon Newman, who's a freshman, redshirt freshman, 29 one night, three the next. Uh, and you've got other, you know, you've got the turnover issue and you've got uh, the three point shooting issue, but that's some of it is you, you don't have Sasha on the floor. Uh, and their numbers are really bad when he's not on the floor. Uh, you take his numbers out of the mix and produce one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the in the conference. You put his three-point shooting numbers into the mix, and they're still one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the conference. Uh, but I, I think Purdue is still in good shape. You know, as, as I said all year, they're not going to win the Big Ten. This is not going to be the difference between winning the Big Ten or not winning the Big Ten. Uh, they're seven and five in the league. Uh, I still think the the ceiling for them is maybe that number four seed double by in the Big Ten tournament. Um, I, I think that's still attainable. Um, you know, if you don't get it and you look back and the one-point loss at Maryland is the reason, well, then, then so be it. It's the reason. But Purdue has a chance, you know, still has a chance to get on a bit of a roll based on the schedule, based on the opponents. Um you know, I think they've just come too far uh, at this point of the season to, you know, I said that's the last time, uh, if you were listening. They've, they've come too far to, to, to really regress, to take a step back. And I, I'm not sure tonight was a step back. It is from a win-loss standpoint, but uh, there, there are some areas where they took a step back tonight. Turnovers would be one of them. And, again, you, you have to have players uh, step up and make some shots and, Guys like Brandon Newman, now that he's got a target on his back, um, he's got to play through that. And that's the next step for these freshmen, the next step for 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 guys like, you know, and now that, you know, Jaden Ivey did it once, we all, everybody expects him to do it again. And it just doesn't happen like that. Um, so, but he, he, the kid loves big moments. He'll thrive in big moments. There'll be more big moments for him. And, you know, he'll deliver. But Purdue's still, in, 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 in my opinion, still in good shape to get to where it, it wants to be. And at where it wants to be is get a good seed in the NCAA, or get a good seed in the Big Ten tournament and make the NCAA tournament. And then maybe get a, get a good seed. You're probably, you know, pro- probably Purdue's looking, uh, you know, again, ceiling for them in the NCAA tournament is probably a five seed. Uh but they're probably going to be a six or a seven when it's all said and done. But, you know, they've got a chance here in February to really uh, make a push. you got Northwestern on Saturday. Uh, you're going to go back to Minnesota where you know Marcus Carr is going to do better than two for 13. Uh, and you still, you know, you got Michigan State at home, and they, you know, they are really struggling right now. Uh, you're going to get that Nebraska game at home. You've got Wisconsin and Indiana at the end, at both both games at home. Purdue has to go to Nebraska, still. Um, so there there's there's a lot of opportunity still ahead of this team, and we, and you know everyone knew it the way the schedule played out, where it was really top heavy early on the road at Iowa, at Illinois, at Rutgers, 
those were some of your your one plays and you know Purdue took those lumps and I think those lumps have made them a better team uh it you know you'd like to see those lumps pay off with a victory tonight but again I don't I don't think there needs to be a five alarm fire over this thing you know Purdue's in good shape they'll still getting they'll still be in good shape you get you get one of your best players back you get your top three-point shooter back you know once he gets back into shape once he's got his conditioning up to the level where it needs to be and he's back in rhythm you know Purdue's going to be whole again and I think you know they're going to be able to to really you know put things together here in the second part of the Big Ten season uh and and again move into the Big Ten tournament is one of those teams that I think people are going to look at and say um yeah, they can they can win the Big Ten tournament just because they can get on a roll over three or four days. Uh, but you know, there's no doubt Purdue has to clean some things up. Uh, it, it was interesting tonight because Maryland was one of twelve from three point range in the first half, and they were eight of thirteen in the second half. And if you remember, Purdue was woeful in the first half against Minnesota from three point range. And I think they were eight to eight to ten in the second half. I mean, it just goes to show that you just cannot, you know, expect things like that to continue. I mean, you don't expect Maryland to to be one for twelve again, and you've got to def- defend against it. Uh, but you know, other teams hit shots, and. Some you can live with, some you can't. You play the percentages. Painter did that against Minnesota and played the percentages, and it worked out in his favor. Um, So, you know, Purdue's still got a lot of work to do, and they'll get it done. Uh, You know, fully expect them to bounce back Saturday against Northwestern. Uh, And then, you know, get into next week where... um, you know they're gonna have a road game in Minnesota, and then you know weave weave their way through through February to where, you know I, I think they'll still be in a good position once the uh, once the Big Ten tournament starts. Um, there were some odd officiating calls tonight, a couple travels that didn't appear to be travels. Uh, one of them on Brandon Newman, I think he hit a step back three that uh, the official said he traveled. They even showed the replay, and it's like, ah, not sure he traveled. Not sure he traveled on that one. But you got to live through it. You got to you got to work through it. Uh, and you got to you know you have to be got to be a lot you got to be a lot better on the road than you are at home. Just just that's the way it works. Anyway, uh, appreciate you stopping by uh, for this edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast. Uh, would love to say brought to you by somebody, but still no sponsors. Maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll get one. Who knows? I could make up one, I guess. Wouldn't want to do that, though. Yeah, why not? Maybe I'll come up with some somebody that I could say sponsors it, but actually doesn't. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, again, Purdue back in action on Saturday against Northwestern. That's a late afternoon tip time of 430 
and we'll be back afterwards to recap what happened against the Wildcats. Again, thanks for stopping by and have a good day.